0: Hi, guys, welcome to episode six of the Self Love Effect podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings. And before we start this week's podcast episode, I wanted to give a very big thank you to everyone who participated in the bo- Body Positivity Self Love Challenge Plus giveaway. All right, for this week's episode, I will be announcing my special guest. But first, I want you guys to close your eyes and repeat after me. Past me isn't in control of my present and future self. I don't have to love everything about my past to love myself right now. I am enough. Okay. So to dive in like we normally do into this week's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about vulnerability, right? Vulnerability is hard. You know, it's something we, as we get older, we begin to numb because we don't want to be disappointed we don't want to be humiliated. So we keep a shield. We keep an armor. And so for my guest this week, I feel like she ah, in her deep down inside, I know she's very vulnerable. I've seen it smidges of it, but she is she, she's bold. She's fierce. She's strong. And she'll she, you know, she gives you a hard time sometimes. But um, for this for this week's episode, I have with me my friend and also owner of her own CrossFit box. Fight for it, CrossFit, Miss Brandy Norby. But, you know, thank you, Brandy, for being here today. Um, and, and it's my pleasure to have you. And it's an honor because I feel like so many of us, your friends, family, but mostly those at, you know, at the gym, your, you know, your members, us as members and, you know, your family, so to say, we see such a hard side of you because you care for us so much. But I think... And if you're listening, you can agree with me that they want to see a soft side. They want to know what I she has to have some kind of softness to her, right? So um, I just, you know, whatever you're comfortable with sharing today, I, I want you to open up and we'll just, you know, casually conversate as friends. But um, we're all waiting for this. I know I in particular for sure. Um, so welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you for that introduction. That was. That was kind of, I don't know, every time I hear things like that, I get amazed that that that's the picture that I put out and uh, it humbles me. I try to stay very humble with it. Um, Yes, and you're all about to get raw. So it's (laughs) like, let's see if I can do this without getting emotional.
0: It's okay. I cry all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going to (laughs) get tears. Um, So yeah, thank you for having me. I've been super nervous about this, but I'm excited for when we chose to do it and why we chose to do it. Yeah, so. so
0: tell them why. Tell them why we chose today. Um,
1: well, there was a couple factors. factors. Uh, first factor is uh, it is the 22nd of February, which happens to be my anniversary date of opening the gym. Um, mm-hmm. So celebrating three years today uh, being open. Uh, another one is is six is my lucky number. <laughs> it was my <laughs> sports number growing up and it's episode number six. Honestly, <laughs> but- when she
0: told me that, I was like,
1: you know, I'm gonna make her do seven, maybe eight, nine. I don't <laughs> no, no, no. know. <laughs> no, 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 um, no. And then also, uh, this is the time of year that uh, we lost uh, my great grandma not too long ago. So, um, and I'm grateful she was able to come into the gym and, and see what I was doing at a mere 99 years old. So, fit mm, grandma. Yeah, yeah. She's still chugging along. Oh, I'm sure. So. <laughs> still is. her Her key to her key to success was. I used to ask her, "How do you live so long?" She told me. You have to walk every day. That's all she's telling me. She used to walk to work. She used to walk to everywhere. She just walked. Well, you guys heard it. There you go. Keep walking. Yep.
0: Keep moving. Yeah, move. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So, so, you know, we talk about self-love and our personal journey and our, you know, where we started, where, you know, where it first took off, but before all that there is the starting point of like our, our life, right. What we went through, what, what built that armor, you know, that shield that made us stronger, um, and who we are today, because I feel like you have a story to tell. You have a big story to tell. And a lot of people don't know it. Yes. Your mom, but you know, she's mom, but you know, um, who, what made you become the person you are today? Cause I know I don't want to do any spoilers right now so I mean I want you to share with us what you know your journey like who you know what you went through in life to make you so strong and like you know determined and so disciplined and like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna tackle it and and you know this is it you know one track minded you have the blinders on you you Said, I'm gonna open the gym. I don't care what anyone thinks. And, and this is what you did. And, you know, you're, you're sticking to it. You're changing lives every day. But that, you know, we got to rewind the tape a little bit. So I want you to share with us. And, you know, hopefully whoever's listening, you are able to gain some insight and just grow as a person, too, and take away from it all.
1: So <clears> the first <throat> thing that comes to mind when I talk about where my strength has come from and my determination is my mom right? My mom has been my rock forever, my whole life. Um, it didn't matter what it was growing up. If I needed it, even though I know she was working two jobs and going to college to be a nurse and Oh, we'll make sure my kids have it. Right. It was, she always just worked her ass off for everything. Always still to this day still works her ass off for everything. So, um, almost 39 years ago, born in Austin, Texas. That's where we started. That's where a lot of my family was. I had my mom, my dad, I have a younger sister. Um, her name's Michelle. Um, we moved to, to California when I was about eight years old. Uh, my dad was in the club scene in Texas, and he got out of control. A lot of drugs, alcohol, a lot of things. And my mom was like, look, we gotta, we got to get out of here. Like, yeah. Um, so when, we came to California. We came where my great grandma is the one that passed away not too long ago. And my grandpa and a lot of my mom's family was out here. Um, my dad didn't have much, he had his mom, but not much family left over there. Um, so came to here and I moved out to Phelan actually in Baldy Mesa. Uh, we were in a double wide trailer in Baldy Mesa on my grandma's property. And, um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know anything, right? I just would play outside in the mud and ride bikes. I would dig. We didn't have a pool, so I would dig a pool in the mud. And <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I used to pra- I used to want to be a gymnast, so I'd practice gymnastics on my swing set. And that led to stitches. Still, my like, fellow hmm. pulling off that, right? That's always nice. We used to, me and my best friend um used to always like make my our moms judge us like we were gymnasts and stuff. <laughs> like huge <laughs> things that are like what kids should be doing. Yeah. Right? Innocence.
0: You're just having fun. Yeah. Being kids. I'm,
1: I'm telling you, I used to get in so much trouble, but it was like, why did you dig up the yard again? Trouble? Not like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we lived on a lot of acres mm-hmm. and you just kind of ran around barefoot just <laughs>
0: That's doing awesome. our thing.
1: And I had, you know, I had no idea. You know, my mom told me later that, you know, we were on food stamps and we were, out, and I don't know, I had no idea. Like I was like rice, erroni, and peas. That was the jam, right? Right, right. right? I didn't, even, I didn't care. It didn't matter. Didn't have a care in the world. My room was dirty as hell. We used to get in trouble for it, but hey, you know, yeah, you know it was. Um, so, like I said, grew up in Baldy Mesa. Um, my dad, when he came back here, he ended up becoming a manager at Food for Less, uh, where he sustained a back injury, which um, offset his drug addiction. You know, painkill painkillers. And back then, you know, you could get a whole bunch of painkillers, didn't matter, right? Right. Um, Mom uh, was going to school at Loma Linda, so finally became an RN with them. She's been with them for, I don't know, 20-something years. A long oh, time. she had wow. been with Loma Linda RN. Um, pretty, you know, basic childhood. I would uh, play outside, and I went to Baldy Mesa Elementary, and I was the first graduating class of Quail Valley Middle School. Oh, that's so cool. Where I discovered cheerleading, and I discovered boys in eighth grade, um, and I discovered... I dyed my hair, right? So I went <laughs> blonde, and then I tried to go red, and it turned out purple. Like you, when you do that oh. whole at-home box stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, during this time, I also had started softball. So I was doing cheerleading, softball. I discovered boys, unfortunately, and everything that comes along with that. So um, eighth grade. I went from seventh grade just being kind of the super socially awkward Braces, um weird thick eyebrows, which weren't cool then.
0: They <laughs> yeah, are they, they are now, now. They, they are now, right?
1: <laughs> but the weird if you're Gen Z, because <laughs> yes. if you're a millennial, you yes. ain't cool. <laughs> no, no, no. They were like the bushy ones, like that everybody tries to get now. Oh, and then God. I like ended up plucking them and waxing them all off, which was dumb. So um and over that summer between seventh and eighth grade was um I remember it very vividly. I discovered makeup I discovered hair color and I discovered what it was to not be a tomboy because I was always tomboyish very tomboyish very but I still am always very tomboyish it doesn't go away yeah it doesn't no it (laughs) doesn't doesn't. (laughs) but then all of a sudden I got noticed by the popular crowd and I got noticed um like I said I became a cheerleader and all kinds of things and it and that's when things started to to change a little bit but I don't know it never was I never really did fit in all the way yeah you know what I mean? You yeah, kind of you, you try out. to find your yeah. way, right? right? You try different things. Try to find your way. I was playing softball seven days a week, tournaments, pitching, um, you name it, right? Um, we get up into high school, kind of the same thing. I ended up in band. Uh, I oh, I was in band in middle school too, and in elementary school. Oh, that's cool. Because I went to all the state things yeah. and we're playing the clarinet oh, and right all on. kinds of stuff. So I think I did. My parents really did a good job at provide. Uh, just promoting me to do a lot of things to kind of keep me active. Right. Yeah. To stay out of trouble, which didn't necessarily happen that way. But, (laughs) um, but I was also in such a hurry to just grow up and I don't know why. Yeah. I think a lot of us have that mentality as kids though.
0: Like I can't wait to be an adult. And then you're an adult you're like, I can't, you know, if I can rewind the tape, I would be a kid again. No one told me that becoming an adult was full of stressors.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) I wish I could be a kid again. no um you know so my mom again was working a lot even she was always supporting the household making sure we had what we needed my dad was always the one that took me to softball and he was my softball coach and he was hella hard on me like yeah, oh, I... no mercy oh. like hella hard oh, like that's why you are like that with us oh just yeah no 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 <laughs> Le- like legit if you're not first you're last yeah ricky bobby all right okay like, it was, you need to practice all day. I don't care how many braces you have on your knees. Throw a brace on your elbow. You're pitching all these games. Like, you know, no Little League, travel ball, high school ball. And then I think he he almost made me not love it as much anymore. Right. Because the of fun the fun out of it. Yeah, And it was a nice break to get into high school and just kind of chill, you know, with coaches that weren't my dad. Right. But then you have the dad on the sidelines that, like I mentioned before, had a really bad opioid addiction, like, like really bad. Like, for example, um, we, my sister and I started to notice it when we got a little bit older, when you're younger, you kind of don't, you know what I mean? But when we got into middle school and, and particularly high school, um, he did a really good job of hiding it from my mom. Like my mom knew that he had, but didn't know the extent. Jeez. So one night, um, my dad was very verbally abusive when he was using opioids because he was drinking Southern Comfort with it. So he would take his opioids and he would chase it with alcohol. And he would do it when he knew my mom was working doubles and my mom was going to be gone for a while. Um, and he was very, very verbally, very verbally abusive. And I used to take the grunt of it so my sister didn't have to because she's, you know, four years, four and a half years younger than me. Um, so I would take the grunt of it. And a couple times it did get physical. Um, he was a jerk. One middle of the night, the front door was open, and all the furniture was moved out of the house into the middle of the street. And my dad's walking butt-ass naked down Hickory Avenue in Hesperia oh. because he decided to take forty Ambien at once. That kills somebody, right? Right. You think? Yeah. Well, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it didn't. Um, but mm. needless to say, there was a couple things that happened, and finally. Um, he ended up going into rehab and getting help and my mom and him ended up splitting up and which was the best, the best case scenario. Cause I mean, I could go into detail about, but I don't need to anybody that's, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm not sitting here. I'm not going to sit here and try to, uh, bad mouth my dad. Cause he did do some good things for me, but he, he was hard on me. He was very hard on me, a lot harder on me than my sister. Um, and as we kind of got older, I, uh, I, I always kept contact with him, even when he uh, he moved out of state and he moved all over places because he was making trouble everywhere he went. And I always kept contact with my sister; never talked to him again. Once he left, she never talked to him again. He never got to meet his grandkids on that side. He's only met, you know, mine a couple times. And he passed away two years ago. So, um, I it's because of the way he treated his body. I'm sure it yeah. finally it finally well, just shut down. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Kind it just finally shut down, it. and uh, you know, it wasn't bad terms, but. You know, he got to the point where life was miserable, you know. Right. So, um, but I always kept contact with him, at least, just because I was like, that's my dad. Yeah. And that's the the, the nice side of me. I don't want to be like, hey, screw you. I'm out. You know, I just, I can't do that. Yeah. Know. It's not my my thing. Um, But yeah, uh, high school, like I said, I tried to grow up really fast. I got a job as soon as I could. Um, I ended up being a manager at McDonald's and moving out of my house when I was 18, like a jerk. I was an ass to my mom. <laughs> I was a terrible teenager. I was a t- like anything a, a girl could do as a teenager, I did. I'm grateful that my daughter is not like I was. <laughs> 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 and my mom will say that too. Um, you know, I uh, I moved out at 18. And then um, I, I was doing a lot of things I shouldn't be doing. Right? I owned my own place. I had my own apartment. I thought that nobody could touch me. My shit doesn't stink. And... Girl, you're a manager at McDonald's. Like, <laughs> yeah. Bring you down a little bit from your high you, horse you there. You screwed off any type of any type of scholarship you would have had with softball. Jeez. Like, legit, my senior year, I feel so bad because my mom, my mom had to go to the school and plead to them to let me graduate. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> because I legit would like sign myself in class and I'd be gone. Like, I just was doing the party lifestyle I shouldn't have done, but. You know, I think it went from um, the things I had dealt with at home and just to now I have a new thing that's got, that wants my attention. Like, I got so much attention from that. Right. You know what I mean? The older guys and hanging out, me and my best friend just being rebels. Like, you got that, yeah. like, you know. I don't know. It's kind of, I. I get it. You know what I mean? You know? So. Um, yeah. I- and I was like, I was, I was, I had to. Two steady boyfriend th- friends through high school. I had my first one, which was, you know, my freshman year, which is your first high school crush, whatever. Right. And then my dumbass got involved with someone that was a little bit older. <laughs> um, I was out of control. Yeah. I was. I was out of control. I was spiraling in the wrong direction. I was out at all hours of the night hanging out with people I shouldn't be hanging out with. Um and uh I think uh it was one night I was hanging out with somebody I shouldn't be way early in the morning and we got pulled over and he had a whole bunch of stuff on him and slapped it on me. So guess who got arrested? Oh, I not know that. 18 years old. Um. Yeah. And I, I didn't, I knew him, but I didn't really know him and I was just riding with him. Yeah. And he tried to rat and say it was all me and I was wearing his jacket and there was stuff in it. So, um, kind of learn that was kind of like a what the hell are you doing kind of a thing. like Right, wake like, up. Like, what are you doing? My, my mom had to come bail me out. <laughs> it was bad, and she had – she was like, I should let your ass sit in there, but it's Thanksgiving, and family's coming. So <laughs> – Oh, my God. So, like,
0: you're talking about, like, drugs, alcohol. Drugs. Self-loathing. Like, yeah. at the
1: time, like, you
0: seemed to be, like, you had – I mean – I I, hated myself. That's why I was going to ask.
1: Like, you know, like you were trying
0: to numb some type of pain. I just
1: hated myself. And I kind of just didn't didn't find where I fit and what I was meant to do. And I I just didn't. Every day was just like a a process. It was just the same thing. Right. And then too much free time on my hands. Oh, well, let's go do this. Or let's go drink. Or let's go smoke this. Or let's go do this. It was bad. It was a... and it was like a big thing at my age. Like yeah. there was a lot of people doing it. And I was yeah. just like, well, if I go with this crowd and I hang out with this crowd, I don't have to worry about it. Don't matter.
0: Right. It don't matter. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like, <clears throat> you know, you, you and I aren't too far apart in age, but same thing when I remember, you know, going out to Missouri and like partying all the time, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, going into clubs, getting to clubs because the, you know, the baseball player, the starting pitcher that graduated the year before was now, um, you know, a club promoter. And like, so I was getting in, I was 18, getting in 21 and over doing a lot of alcohol, drinking, partying it up, Mm -hmm. dancing on the freaking, you know, tables thinking like my shit didn't stink all while trying to maintain straight A's in college and thinking my parents thought I, oh, she would never do something like that. Right. (laughs) But I, I spread my wings, but it was like, same thing, trying to find your place. I was gravitating towards that crowd, like guys in particular and Mm -hmm. thinking that I can find myself if I let them have me me as a person, like, Oh, you could, you know, do whatever you want, whatever, you know, and I'll somehow find myself when in reality I was just lost. And, you know, unfortunately we make stupid decisions when not just being young, but the fact that when you you're trying to fill that void of self-loathing, you turn to, you know, whether it's drugs or partying or, you know, you, you, we tend to gravitate towards the negative rather than positive ways to like, for us to feel like empowered, enlightened. Yeah. Because you, you know? don't feel, or you right. feel
1: euphoric because it doesn't matter. Right? Right. You, right. You just, you, it's not a real feeling. Yeah. Right.
0: Only for the moment. Yeah. You only feel for high. yeah, Yeah. Yep, it's, yep. it's like a high, you know? Yep. And then you come
1: down and you're like, oh, you're in that shitty hole again. Yeah. So you know, and when you're eighteen, I'm like, oh I'm eighteen. And I would I did. I legit left my mom a note and I said I moved out. And I took had moved out in the middle of the night. I was such a jerk. Like, <laughs> and like I think it was easier for I don't know, and it my mom didn't know the stuff we went through for a while. Like I hit I hid it from her for yeah. a while. Um, it didn't really come out. Um, so you're 18 and you think, oh, you know, me against the world, right? I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do that. I would, did some college courses and I'm like, screw it. I want to go to college right now. I'll go later. Um, well, you know, you know, I got that when I went, got arrested and my mom bailed me out. And uh, about a month later, I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> And it's that guy's. It was the. It, it wasn't his. It was okay. a. It was a guy. A guy that I was with for a little while. Gotcha. Um. And uh, he already had one son. Uh, he was a little bit older than me. He already had one son that was two at the time. And uh, I was at his house a lot. And uh, at this point, I had quit my job. And I'm just relying on whoever to support me at this point, like yeah. you know what I mean. It's whatever. Um, and I never lost contact with my parents. My I know my mom was very disappointed in what I was doing. She never said that, but I knew. Right, you could tell. I, I knew. And Just my dad at this point it. was in and out of rehab. And some I don't, he was doing his thing. So he wasn't really mm-hmm. in the picture very much at all. Um, but yeah, I found out I was pregnant. And I weighed a mere 125 pounds when I got pregnant because I was so malnourished from partying. I'm at 125 pounds, I can't even fathom that right now. Right, <laughs> I, I I can't. Um, so the f- right when I found out I was pregnant, it was like, okay, I'm gonna be a mom. There yeah. was no, there was no, oh, I'm gonna miss my partying lifestyle. It was almost like, thank God, in a way. Yeah. Right. So uh, that's why when I say Alexia saved my life, she's Alexia saved my life. saved my life. And you guys are so close, and you can <laughs> tell, like she's your- she. And I don't she doesn't even know that she's she saved my life. If it wasn't for her coming into my life, I probably would I wouldn't be here for sure. Yeah. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. Um and it's scary, 18, right? And then and then I tell him and Oh, is it mine? Well, I mean, I, I guess that's fair assumption. Could be <laughs> fair assumption from the type of lifestyle, I guess. Yeah. It could be, but I was like, I hadn't been with anybody else. Right. So right. um and, uh, okay, well, this whole thing, we're going to have a family. And, you know, you think, cool, awesome, right? Nah, six months pregnant. He stopped answering his phone, stopped answering the door, uh, ghosted me, and that they call it now, right? Yeah, Get yeah. Ghosted? It, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what we call it nowadays. Um, and I was like, and I was already living back home with my mom at that point because it was like, okay, after after she came to pick me, I, I moved back home because she's like, okay, enough's enough already. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I moved back home. And um, I ended up gaining 100 pounds with Alexia in the matter of four months. I delivered her at 225 because I was so sick with high blood pressure that I wasn't even allowed to walk to the bathroom. So you can imagine. That's a drastic change. Sitting on the couch for that long, not being able to do crap, right? And just... Yeah. So I gained 100 pounds, which is really hard on the body. Um, and I went from, I mean, I guess I thought I was big in high school, but I wasn't. Like dysmorphia, yeah, you know, that I whole, yeah, I don't, you yeah. know, yeah, mm. mm-hmm, crazy. Okay, whatever. Yeah, it wasn't. I look back, I look back at my cheerleading pictures and stuff and I was like, what was I thinking? Like, right. I don't know. Um, but I had always weighed a little bit more growing up because I had a little bit more muscle. But like I said, I was very not in a good position when I got pregnant with her. Um, I had her and I lived at home with my mom and my sister was there for a while, uh, cause she was younger, but, um, yeah, she, you know, labor was super, super easy with her. And now I have a baby and I'm sitting there and I remember watching nine 11 happen on the TV with a one month old, you know, <laughs> and, um, you know, it was, uh, it was hard. Sing- and I'm a single mom, right? Yeah. Um. Thank goodness my mom... Like, legit, if my mom and my grandma hadn't been around, I don't know what I would have done. Because I had really good foundation to go off of. Like, lead by example, right? Right. And they, both of them, have always been just a great example. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, a single mom.
0: And how? Like, how were you then, like, with yourself? Were you, like... Terrible. Trying to pick up the pieces?
1: Or you were still... I had postpartum so bad to the point where I legit would give her to my mom and say, I can't, I don't want her anymore. Like it, it, it was that bad. Like it was, and then you get like, you get those people that you were hanging out with before. I've had a baby, right? Oh, you want to come party again? You want to do this? Are you idiots? (laughs) They're, they're in
0: their own zone i i life? i hear
1: from her biological dad i don't know she was a couple of months old he's mm-hmm. calling my phone at 12 o'clock at night hey what's up what do you mean hey what's up how about i'm up with your daughter right now you know what i mean it's yeah. like hello i cut ties with him and he didn't he didn't uh he didn't try and i wasn't gonna yeah. make him wasn't gonna happen um so we made it through postpartum um i started cleaning houses uh to work and keep myself a little bit busy. And I got reunited with, um, with somebody that are like my sister and his sister played softball. Anyway. So co-family, we've known each other, whatever. Um, I ended up getting reunited with him and then, um, we got engaged and, uh, he was basically taking Alexia. Like she was, he was his own. And then he cheated on me. So that changed. (laughs) So this is not Ethan's mm-mm, dad. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, and uh, I'm still actually talked to his family. You yeah. Know? I mean, I've always talked to them. But it just, I guess it just, during, uh, during that time, I had started going to school um, as well. So I had started working um, cleaning and I started going to school uh, for my associates and then um, my bachelor's in science. So, okay. I was going to school, you know, trying to go to school with all that stuff. Um, I ended up getting a job at Walgreens in 2004 uh, just as a, you know, beauty advisor. It opened right there on the corner by my house. Um, I moved up the ranks in there. I went to senior beauty advisor. I went to assistant manager. I ended up being a store manager. right? So I moved up in ranks there um, pretty quick. During that time... Um, so I, I was going to school the other guy was gone. I was like, forget this. I'm not dealing with guys anymore. (laughs) Do you know I was like? "Um." Yeah. It's
0: like, you come to a point where you're just like, you can't have. So
1: when I was going to school, I was going to a primarily male school because, um, the bachelor's in science was in, was in, uh, information technology. So it's basically like a male field, you know, for computers dominant. Yeah, it was. So it was like, there was like me and one other female in there. And, um. 2000 and right after I started working at Walgreens, 2004, we all went out and we're hanging out and here comes Ethan. <laughs> I was like, I love Ethan, I was like, I love that kid. So, uh, I hung out with the guys and tell me how I've been with my fiance for a minute and nothing. And I do that. And Oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I have a steady job. I'm going to college, whatever. He had some, he was like 10 years older than me. He had some other kids. We're like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah. Um. I finished my master's degree. I ended up, uh, no, I finished my bachelor's degree. We graduated. Um. I had Ethan and 30 days after I had Ethan, uh, where was I? I was- I get a call from my mom, and Ethan stopped breathing, right? So my mom would help watch Ethan and Alexi while I was going to school. And uh, he stopped breathing, and my mom called me. She's like, you need to get here. So she did CPR on him. And coming to find out, he had pediatric strokes, and he had had one when he was actually born, Um and it's a one in 4,000 case for pediatric strokes. Like, that's a one in 4,000 that happens. And they don't even know why it happens. Because when you think stroke, you think older person, right? Yeah. And an elderly person has strokes. Um, so, again, building on the fact, okay, well, what more, can, what more am I going to put on my plate, right? Like, mm-hmm. how am I going to deal with it? Am I going to sit here and pity party and loathe about the shit I've been through? Or am I going to push forward? My mom wouldn't. My mom would never let me just sit there and pity. Right. It's not. It's just. It's just not in our nature. Um. So, uh, anyway, my my son ended up with strokes and seizures, and and uh, they said that uh, he would never walk again and he would never talk again, and and he was lucky if he's gonna make it out of the hospital. So I would work my full shift and I would drive down to La Melinda and I would pump so he would have breast milk. <laughs> Because I was a big believer that that was going to help him, right? Because they gave it to him through a feeding tube. Yeah. Um, and uh, he nursed again. Oh, and they good. told me he would not. They're like, oh, he won't nurse. He won't eat. So uh, he was on. Like, I f- I felt so bad because Alexia's fifth birthday, she has to visit her brother in the hospital with all the wires on his head. And he's, yeah, it was, it was you know, you think when you bring your child home that you're not going to have to take them back, right? You're right. Not going to have to take them back. And, um. So, his dad basically didn't want anything to do with him because he was too hard. Um, he came home on monitors. Um, you know, he lived down in Ukaipa and wasn't that far from us. Right. It's right, like an hour yeah. away. He came home on monitors to make sure he didn't stop breathing and all, all kinds of meds. And he, he was hard. And I still worked full time to make sure he had benefits to pay for all his medical expenses. Um, and, uh, he pretty, he pretty much gave up on him and he gave up on him, which was his choice. Right. Um, which was probably one of the best choices that he could have made for Ethan. You know what I mean? He didn't, he didn't, you never know him. He doesn't, and he passed away from an aneurysm about three years ago. So, you know, he would, he would call every, you know, birthday, annual birthday just to check in. Well, you don't, you don't even know who he is. Right. So, um, yeah, having, now going from a single mother of one to now a single mother of two and one being disabled and one beyond smart. So you've got one that's super high functioning, right? And then you have one that's not. Um, and it was a hard to find balance not to have her do too much because yeah. she was so high functioning as a child. You know what I mean? Um, but I feel her growing up with her brother as he has been, has made her who she is. Yeah. And, and both, both of your kids are strong. And I mean,
0: I love both of them. I think, you know, Alexia is incredible. She has this kind heart, but Ethan, I mean, Ethan's the man, he's my homie. He, I mean, Lincoln <laughs> loves him. Like he has so much patience for Lincoln, <laughs> but, um, really it starts at the home. I mean, I give you so much credit, you know, as a mother coming from another mother, like, being put in that position and being thrown, um, you know, wrench after wrench and you're like, okay, like, where do I go from here? All while you're trying to navigate your life and trying to find who you are and finding this balance. And then you're just like, okay, like, am I going to do this? Am I not going to do it? And you, like you said, it's not in your guys's nature. And I think, you know, I see your mom and she's just as strong. And, you know, you guys are an exact, like an example of who she is, like an exact replica. You guys really feed, and all of you really feed off of each other's energy because you guys, I mean, you could tell when you walk in the room, okay, their family, <laughs> you know, they, they, they are one, they, they, yeah, they move as one, they act as one, they're there for each other as a support system, you know, but, um, you know, um, what was I going to say? but it, it, it's, it is beautiful to see. I mean, and I know I've told you this before, but you are doing an amazing job I appreciate and, it. and you're an amazing mom. <laughs> and I, and I see Ethan and what he's doing and the things and, and just, you know, uh, you know, the victories, cause they're not small, they're big for him and to see him overcome these. And it's like, and, and, and to be present and seeing them and, and you being right by his side, like it, it's, it is beautiful. And I've told you before, you know, working with adults with disabilities, which was my favorite job in the world right before Lincoln, like I came across so many parents, you know, rehabilitating the adults in the workplace and also at um, the actual facility, like parents would just drop them off and not want anything to do with them or parents that were not in the picture at all because they were too hard. They were too much work. Uh, You know, they were quote unquote to saying, I hate this word and you hate it just as much as I do, but retarded, you know, We, yeah. I mean, that used to crush my heart and it still does because honestly, I feel like they were the shift I needed from self-love because they don't, they see in the, their eyes, they see beauty. Like no, everybody's perfect.
1: Rainbows and butterflies, everything.
0: And and, and Ethan, I see it too. Like the way he sees life is just so innocent and beautiful Mm -hmm. and everything stands out. Like everything has a place. Everything has like nothing is less than the other. Yeah. And I see it in him, and he he radiates that. And, like, he's just so carefree, and he doesn't care what anyone thinks I, I of know. him. He is like, you do you, and I'll do me, and I'm not bothering you. Yeah. And if we can all just have that type of mentality, we would all just be better humans in general. But he, for real, is like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Like, what'd you say? Oh, that's good for you, but this is what I'm doing. I ain't going to stop doing what I'm
1: doing. But Yeah, he, uh, for, if you've never... There's a lot of behind the scenes when you have a disabled child that if you haven't worked with disabled or, or been, there's just so much, um, so many services I had to have for him growing up. So many, you know, oh, I have to take this time off work because he needs speech, OT, therapy, leg braces. You know, there's just a lot to it. And it's really easy to get lost in it. It's really easy to sit there and be like, why me? But I look at his, he was meant to be with me, right? I, he, I was meant to be his mom. I was meant to be his mom because like I said, Lexi saved my life, but he, he, I'm not gonna he was he's hard and he still is hard. <laughs> but when I look at things and 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 things that people say are so bad and this is so bad and is it it's really not that bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I I could have just been like, I can't do this. Um, you know, woe is me. Instead I was like, Well, how are we gonna do this? Right. Because if I don't take care of them and I don't do what I need to do, they are not going to do it for themselves, right? Their mom needs to do it for them. And uh, I have a strong belief that the advocate, that myself, my mom, and my grandma, my grandma being a special education teacher forever, kind of has helped. But, I mean, they said he he didn't walk till he was three and he didn't potty train till he was 10, which is really hard when you have a 10-year-old boy that's not potty trained. But – who cares, right? Who cares? He's making his milestones. It might not be what everybody wants, right. but they said that he wouldn't walk and he wouldn't talk and he would be a vegetable. And they said all these things. I said, no, he's not. Like, I I, I wouldn't give up on him. And uh, I think about, now currently he has seizures all the time. We just don't see him. I, I think about him, right? Being as a 15-year-old boy now and uh, now discovering those whole new things as being a 15-year-old, right? Yeah. And growing up, like he's had seizures his whole life and it's like nothing, right? Right? He doesn't sit here and say, "Oh, my poor head," or "Oh, my leg doesn't work" because he has CP and it. Like he just, like you said, he doesn't give a rat's. Like he's carefree. Right. Sometimes he says crap he shouldn't say, like no filter. Yeah. But I mean, like it's mm-hmm. it 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 hasn't been easy. And I, as he gets into adulthood, how do you explain to him that he's in? adult and how do you explain to him when he starts having feelings for girls because i don't know that we'll ever close those gaps i don't know we don't know right right we just don't know it's so it's um um but i i I can't forget backtracking a little bit when ethan was two went on a blind date right um i was working at walgreens like i said yeah um one of my coworkers said oh i'm dating this this guy and uh, he has a brother you'd be you should go on a you should go on a blind date together right um and sure enough that was TJ this <gasps>
0: oh okay
1: <laughs> this like that's his name's Juan for you those he, of you listening <laughs> or Kevin or whatever right um he like we talked on the phone for hours never met the guy right he shows up in my house knocks on my door takes me on a date Never met him, right? And I'm first thinking, oh my gosh, is this guy going to take me up to Wrightwood and he's going to freaking, like, beat me and leave me up there? <laughs> like, you don't know, right? Um, uh, And I had already been, like, anti-dude. I was like, screw dudes. I don't need it. Like, I, I'm i going to do this life
0: myself. I Like, I'm a manager
1: at the store now. I'm financially yeah. doing well. You know, I'm good. You know, I was, you know, looking to move up in more positions. And, um... Yeah, he. I don't know. I can I really can't say anything bad about the guy. He has his his things, but he uh that was our first date and then we went on another date and then another date and another date and another date and uh I waited a while to introduce the kids to him cuz I wasn't <laughs> sure, you know. Oh, yeah. know. yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it's different when kids are involved for sure. And to this day he has never not raise them like they were his own not once not once as he said oh those aren't my kids or they've always his kids yeah um always been his kids yeah he's you know that's
0: um you know we look at life and we're like man when, when when is it gonna stop and like you know and like you don't know but but that's a perfect example like blind date and there you least go least expect your, your husband who is now how many
1: years have you guys been married we've been married uh 12, eight years we've been together 13 yeah, and he's like he's your rock he's your support system oh yeah you know he believes
0: in you as much as you know I, any other than your mom yeah you know mm-hmm. he's, he's there for you at all times that's just it's beautiful he's awesome i know i keep saying it's beautiful to see but it is because he, like, I see, like, you know, he he puts in the work just as much as you do, like, you know, when it comes to supporting the family or, you know, supporting you at the gym, like, I'm going to do this. Okay. Like, he's a, what do you need? (laughs) Like, you know, go out there building your
1: stuff for you. Well, you know, you know, well, he'll give his shirt off, the shirt off his back for anybody. He he really will.
0: And especially for you and like the kids. And like, I see, I see how, you know, like the kids are with him too. So, I mean, you know, we, we, we go from this, like, is the world ever going to like stop again, throwing the wrench and then it, it stops and you're just like, Oh, this is, this is life. Like this is how beautiful, like it can be created. Like everything I went through just had to lead me to this point. So then you just like, it's okay. Like, it's kind of like relief. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I really want to get, I, 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 you know, we know a little bit about, you know, <laughs> now in your life. Um, and we, you kind of like skip, I know I could, I could tell that you had skipped this part, That's all right. but, um, I feel like it is part, it's a large part of who you are today because when we look at self-love and, you know, cause it's, it's, this word's tossed around a lot, right? Self-love. Oh my God. and A lot of people are like, oh yeah, it's easy. I can just love myself and that's it. Well, it's like goes deeper than that because you have to really peel the, like, it's like peeling like the skin off the onion or whatever, you know, like the layers, like Shrek, you know, like you have to peel the layers and layers mm-hmm. and you have to get to the core of it. Um, but you know, you, you, you gone from, you know, you went from when you say, like you were all pretty much skin and bones at one twenty five, got pregnant, then you gained a hundred pounds and you've been, you know, then you started, I don't know, when when did you start your fitness journey? A few years ago? You know, a way after that. Okay. So like you had I, I didn't start my fitness journey till 2014. And I feel like a lot of people, they don't even believe you when you post the photo. Like yeah. they're like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, like, no, like that's <laughs> not brandy. Like, well, first of all, you have blonde hair in that photo. So <laughs> that can be you, because She has like poison ivy red hair. So (laughs) they look at you, but so all that, you know, we're going to tie in fitness because we Mm -hmm. have, of course we have to talk about it because you, you, you're a box owner, but that victim mentality. And I, I mean, like I said, only share what you're comfortable with sharing, but I feel like a lot of people are, have had, or still have that victim mentality, but you were able to conquer it. But I want you to elaborate on it. If you feel comfortable with sharing, because honestly, I know so many people, but they are just so scared to talk to anybody because, first of all, they don't want judgment. Second of all, they hate, you know, well, not hate, but they don't want to be told, you're just a liar. You're just doing it for attention. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, you're just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. When in reality, that victim mentality, you know, it does eat you alive. And it could, it could be why you spiral out of control. And, you know, when you finally open up and you're honest with yourself and or your spouse or whoever it is, It's freedom. It's liberating, you know? So, but how did you conquer, you know, if you want to elaborate on the victim part, but that victim mentality and then conquering it to who you are today?
1: Um, So, I, a little bit, I ended up leaving Walgreens in 2012. Um, I was commuting to Big Bear. It was just too much. I couldn't take care of my son and my family. And so, um, actually, right after we got married, I put in my two weeks. Oh, my God. Um, and that had been the first time that I had not been working in God knows how long, right? Um, like I never lost the weight. Um, I ended up, I was still pretty heavy when I got pregnant with my son and I believe I delivered him around 260. He was about 260 pounds when I delivered him. Um, and then I still really never lost it. Um. You know, working in retail and commuting, it's easy to grab that fast food, that Starbucks. I really didn't take time for myself. It's not that I didn't like myself. It was just that I was the back burner, right? I want to make sure the kids were good, make sure, you know, my husband's good, uh, make sure I'm making it to work and things like that. Um, So I spent 2012 all the way to summer of 2014 trying every multi-level marketing company in the world. That was my venture. That's what I did, right? I didn't have work, right, and I didn't know how to just stay home. Yeah, I was just like, oh my gosh, what? A... And my husband worked; it was it was fine. Like we were financially in a position; it was okay. But I was like, but it's not okay, right? <laughs> so I tried, um, you know, several companies, several weight loss companies, several skincare, or you name it. I, I tried them all, right? Yeah. Oh, and I do good for a little bit, and then and just wasn't. I'm not a salesperson. Yeah, I, I suck at sales. Like Wanna
0: buy this sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
1: super suck at sales. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like I can use something, and I could, and I could say, oh, it's great, but I still can't close the deal. I suck. Like super suck at sales. Not yeah. good at it. Okay. Um, 2014 comes around. I had already been. Uh, this is where Nicole comes in the picture, right? Yeah. I went to high school. Nicole, she was a year younger than me, um, and uh, she messaged me just random one day on Facebook. Hey, you should come try CrossFit the hell's CrossFit right I mean, CrossFit, yeah and I was like I was like I had never I was athletic in high school but we just did conditioning and crap right yeah I had never lifted a weight like what is a real push-up you want me to squat what like yeah. it's not catcher squats right these are right. different <laughs> right. I'm like okay fine whatever so she drags me in and like immediately addicted like immediately That's how it works <laughs> immediately really addicted win. and it was like a new type of release that i had not had like it was almost like years of stress that i didn't know i had was like gone i can't explain it but it was like it was like a huge weight just lifted off me yeah and i realized i was good at it like oh i'm kind of strong i'm actually kind of stupid strong <laughs> like i'm like this is kind of cool like oh, there's nothing more liberating than being a female and lifting a big old stack of weights off the ground or pressing it over your head. Yep. Yep. You're like, what is this? Right? Um, And at that point, you know, I was still pushing about 250 pounds, you know, pretty heavier set girl. And I just did it really. It started to have, I started losing weight just because now I'm active, right? Right. And I was like, sweet, this is cool. I didn't really have to try much at it. Just kind of lost weight. Yeah. Um, and that's where I fell in love with it. And I fell in love with it with her and uh in 2014 and uh you know we uh, whenever we went to crossfit we were always together no matter you know where we went um and uh it would be 2015 she had one scare in cancer with her thyroid um had that removed and then uh I, as some of some of your Listeners probably know that she ended up with leukemia. Yeah. Right? Um, and I lost my best friend. And not only did I lose my best friend, I lost... I lost just such a good person. She, she... It did not matter what life threw at this woman she had a smile and she would just move on with her day. It didn't matter. Like I never have seen so many quote unquote bad things happen to one person and it never fazed her. Never till, till her last breath, that shit never fazed her. And uh, I just I just couldn't fathom just how, like if I was to say how much I watched happen to her and the fact that she didn't give a shit and she was going to, she was gonna still go work out, and she was still gonna get up, and she was still gonna put some powder on her face, and she was still gonna brush her hair. And uh, to me, that whole situation, because I was her POA, and I was, I was a person that helped her through. It was just, it was heart wrenching to watch such a beautiful soul lose her battle to cancer. Right, and I don't want to say it's lost, but it, it cancer won. It, it, it did. Um, by all means, she should not have made it as far as she did. She wasn't supposed to make it out of the hospital. And she made it eight months. And in to this day, the one thing I still kind of regret is I knew her chances, and I never told her. Um, she never asked, and the doctors did tell me, but I never told her because I felt like it wasn't important. Yeah. Um that when a doctor comes and says she's got 20% chance she's gonna make it out of the hospital. Like, how do you tell somebody that? Right? How how do you how do you tell somebody that? So I never I never did tell her that. And I don't think I think maybe it would have not, she would not have fought as hard if I told her that. Right. I think she would have maybe would have given up a little bit more. So um during this time that we're, we're dealing with cancer with Nicole, um, I discovered that, uh, people liked to ask me questions about lifts. People liked to get my advice. People would start following me a little <clears throat> bit more. Um, just because I was so passionate about CrossFit and especially now that she's sick and can't do it, I was doing even more. Right. Cause I was, I felt like I got to make up for it cause she can't. And this was 2015. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should become a trainer. Go from retail and bachelors and computers and be a trainer. Like be a, be a trainer. I don't even know how that thought crossed my mind. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm 33 years old at this point. Right. You're good. 33 years old. I'm like, Oh, you know what? I think I could I think I could help people, right? I think I have a good journey. I feel like I have, you know, cuz I have lost a good I lost a lot of weight. It was like 60 pounds. Like I lost a lot of weight. Yeah. And I have a good I have a good journey, right? I have like there's so many people out there male and female that struggle with with their weight, with how they feel about themselves, with a way to start moving, with with nutrition, yeah. just all of that. There's so many right. people that struggle. And I was like, I'm not perfect by any means, but I feel like I could help somebody. And. Say it. I'm going to say it. And this is and what I'm I.
0: elaborate, so say it.
1: I was told when I expressed my interest to be a trainer that I was not the ideal look of a trainer, basically that I was too fat to be a trainer. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> that I didn't look a certain way mm. and that people wouldn't um take direction for me, nor would they respond to me because I didn't look a certain way and yes, I still had weight to lose, but I was very strong I was a lot more muscular than most females yeah um and i'm I'm built different and I, and I accept that now and I'm okay with that, but at that time it was almost like a what the heck when somebody that you have looked up to and that has been the, the person that's been there since you, you started doing it, right. Right. Tells kidding. you that mm-hmm. you're like, so tell me how you really feel. Do you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. how you feel. I'm like, that's what I was told.
0: And I just feel like, oh, like <laughs> that was one of the first things you ever told me. And I just, you know, it's, and it's really sad. Cause I mean, this, to really just sum it up, you know, because of the diet industry and the fitness industry, it really, society, at the end of the day, it comes right down to the ideal, perfect trainer, what that body is supposed to look like. So you're thinking rock hard abs, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. long, luscious mm-hmm. hair, or mm-hmm. short hair, whatever. It doesn't matter. But, you know, beautiful to the T, flawless. Doesn't sweat. Doesn't sweat. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so then... It's kind of like, like you said, it was like, like a, someone had just punched you in the gut for no reason. You know, like, first of all, you're putting what I look like you're, you know, taking away from your value and your worth and saying, well, you don't look like this. So you can never meet those expectations. You can never meet those standards. You can never change lives because you don't have a six pack, you don't, And, you know, and that's why they like the post the other day. It's like, abs are cool. No abs are cool. Big tits are cool. Small tits. No tits are cool like me. Like I'm freaking flat chested have always been. And I take pride in it. But, you know, big butts, no butts, curvy, no curves. But who are you to tell someone what they should look like in order to be a trainer, to change lives? Like, who are you? You know, and and I think (laughs) men and women, but men in particular, you, first of all, we as women already have to meet all these shitty expectations. Agreed. If we don't look filtered Photoshop, if we don't have, you know, the perfect frame, then we are worthless. We have no value. We, we, we don't, we, we don't, we shouldn't exist pretty much. You know, we try to silence the world. And that's why I was like talking to Mike, you know, earlier today, I'm like, you know, that picture I put when you're silencing the world because you're hearing you have, uh, you, you're, you're too thin, you're, you're too fat, uh, you're too bulky. Oh, I hate that word, by the way. <laughs> you're too strong, you're too skinny. And then a perfect comment that came like days after, and it was exactly what I was trying to, you know, channel out. You know, like we, we as women hear so much from this side, right? And we're tugging back and forth. And then, of course, this comment and it had to be in Spanish, too, which I can read. And it and I left it. But it says, oh, wow, you have a you have a big pussy. Are you kidding me? No. And it's like, I'm glad I don't read Spanish. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> um, he heck? even like made it with the little. But, you know, not to give that person, you know, a platform. But it's like we as women shouldn't take in all this negativity, you know, and, and, and it's just a slap in the face You know, because now you're here, you're changing lives, you're changing people's lives. You had Mandy come on. So for those of you listening who have listened to episode two and Mm -hmm. uh, four, three, three, Three. when they say Brandy, this is who they're talking about, but you know, (laughs) you're changing lives, but you don't have to be whatever, you know, society standards of ideal body, you know, because, you know, obviously, you know, we tend to associate skinny long tall to attractiveness and beauty and that's gonna gain you the followers and the likes and all like the buttons and the beautiful you know little hearts because obviously you walk around all day with the sign over your head that says you have (laughs) 10,000 10 million ig followers you know you got 20,000 likes today so go like this person yeah because we're walking we're like the emoji movie right obviously that's what you know a lot of people have this you know altered reality that goes around but the the you know but when you had told me that, and it still strikes me mm-hmm. today. Cause I was like, I hope we talk about it. I hope she brings it up. Cause I know my <laughs> notes. I'm going to bring it up because it's a, it's a bunch of bull honky. It's a bunch of bullshit. Like really, we don't have what, if you, anyone, anyone can change a life if they're willing to put in the positivity, be vulnerable. And that's what you've done. You've, you've opened the doors to vulnerability and you said, you know, I'm going to be a trainer and, I'm going to change lives and if I look like this so be it because in all reality I don't see anybody that's broken. You have all your limbs, you're put together. So why is somebody else telling you that you're broken or that you're you're distorted? Um so maybe they're the ones with the distorted reality and that's that's what it really comes down to. Yeah. You know, cuz I mean it hurt. It well, hurt when it, it happened,
1: but I've gotten, I've gotten, as I've gotten older, I've gotten really good not reacting on emotion. Yeah. Because when you react on emotion, you, you tend to make the wrong reaction, right? You, you need to take a second and evaluate. Do your reactions based on facts or what you need to, not emotion. (laughs) Because if we act emotional, then that's when things get out of control, right? So yeah, it hurt. But my first response, and I didn't tell anybody because I was so embarrassed. Like, it was a a more of embarrassing thing. Um, The only person I did tell was Nicole, right? So embarrassing. And then my next response was, watch me. Right? Watch me. So I went and I spent $1,000 on the class to become a certified, a level one CrossFit trainer. I was the biggest one in there but I'll be damned if I didn't move better than half of them. So I'll be damned if I couldn't do pull-ups and someone couldn't. So it has nothing to do with what you look like. Right. Okay. Um, So I did, I did the course, I took the test and I passed it. Right. First time passed it. Um, Didn't really know what I was going to do with it. Right. I was like, but I got it right now. I'm level one. What am I going to do with this? Um, And then that same person that said that wanted me to work for them.
0: You know, that just goes to show like your, the (laughs) belief you had in yourself, you didn't allow somebody else to inject those limiting beliefs. And we talk about this all the time. Like we allow people to inject their limiting beliefs on us. So that's why we don't, we always stay in the same place. We're always stuck in the same rut. Mm-hmm. But when you have that self-discipline, that self-love that, you know, cause I mean, self-love is a whole journey. Self-discipline is a whole journey, but you're able to conquer those mountains. You're able yeah. to, instead of asking, well, why victim mentality? Well, why, why, why does he, why does he or she think that? Why am I too fat? Why will I never be a trainer? No, it's, what am I going to do to get me to the position where I am today? What am I going to do to become a trainer? Yeah. See how those, why is a victim mentality mindset? The why? That, every sentence, when you ask yourself, why am I in the same job? Why do I do this? That's victim. You know, you got this. And, and, and it's not just someone that goes through something. It's like, you're always putting yourself in that victim mentality when you're asking yourself why. So you ask yourself, no, what do I need to do be, to become a level one? And then what am I going to, how am I, how am I going to get certified? You know, I studied the course, you know, do the weekend or, you know, do the level one course I pass. Okay. So what am I going to do with it now? How can I open my own gym? That was your step. Instead of saying, Oh, why, why, why does, you know, why didn't he hire me or why, why can't he just like the way I look, you know, it's, you took it upon yourself and you, 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 and that's why you conquered that mountain, and you were fierce. And now you're changing—you know—I say again, but you're changing lives, and you're you're implementing in, in others too. Like you have to be so disciplined and so, you know, um, in not in love, but in you have to believe in yourself so much in your foundation and your in your belief system that you're able to do whatever you set your mind on. Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm I'm not a victim to my past. I'm not a victim to, to, to whatever so-and-so said to me. I am a freaking goddess, you know, a (laughs) wonder woman, and I'm going to do it whether you like it or not. So you can either clap for me or you can slam the door and Hey, good riddance to you. But, uh, good luck. Yeah. You know, so sorry.
1: No, it's good. Like here's, (laughs) here's the deal. We're all dealt something, right? We all deal Mm -hmm. with stuff all the time. We all have things that happen to us. Life hits us. Things happen. We control how we react to situations, right? We're the ones in control of how we react and how we're going to move forward. You can choose to play the victim or you can choose to not, right? You don't have to be the victim. How am I going to react to a situation? right? How am I going to move forward? Oh man, that shit sucked. Did that happen to me? But you know what? We're going to do A, B and C, right? We're going to move forward. Right. Um, And I did, I did work and I did build a clientele there and I did have a good following. And I still to this day, I just so freaking humble. It's it's, what, whatever it was, right? I would still work out with everybody next to them. I would, my goal is always to lift heavier than all the guys. Like that was just (laughs) my thing, right? This is my jam. And then um, I lost Nicole in the fall of 2016 after I had she was so proud of me. She's like, man, you're a coach. She, she was so proud, like just so proud. Um, and, uh, after that things were hard. Like it's hard to go do something that you used to do with somebody that you love to do together. And now that person's not there anymore. Right. Um, and people will say what they want to say. Oh, Nicole and I did not talk for a long time. We rekindled in our late 20s on Facebook. Thank you, Facebook, for (laughs) for something. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, But she chose me as her person, and I don't know why. Really, all I know is I made sure shit got handled. Right? When you're sick and you don't know what your future holds for you, you got to make sure shit gets handled. Right. And I had really grown into that let's get shit done mentality. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It just wasn't the same. And it was time in uh, the, in December of 2017, it was time. Like, "Mm, I'm just, I'm, life is too short to be somewhere where you're not happy. Right. I feel like you should be doing what you want to do, especially you have the opportunity to do so. And I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. I felt like I was being held back. Like I just didn't have every day was kind of like a, you know, the same thing. Yes. I was helping people and I was training people and I would do stupid shit to people just to get them super sore. Like, you know, I get, I get pride out of that, you know, Mm -hmm. but I was like, I was like, man, something, something's got to give. I applied for my own affiliate, not knowing if I would get it. You had to answer like this essay questions and things like that. And, uh, And my husband's like, well, let's do it. I was like, well, what are we, what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to do this? Like, we didn't really even know. I applied for my affiliate in the beginning of January. I left where I was at at January 20th. I still remember that date. Um, and February 2nd, I got my affiliate approved while we were eating at Texas Roadhouse. Mm -hmm. Oh, not Texas Roadhouse at, um at, um,
0: what is that? Roadhouse? The, road, the
1: Roadhouse. We were eating at the Roadhouse. Yeah. I got an email. Boop, your affiliate uh, application has been approved. Blah, blah, blah. And I also got an email saying, we have your keys for the building. And the building, I was just going to, I was just going to do a fitness center because I didn't know. Right. I was like, right. I have a lot of PT clients. We'll just kind of go with it, whatever. Got the keys, got everything. And I emailed them back and forth probably 40 times trying to find a name. <laughs> so the first apparel she had, so I guess it's a yeah,
0: yeah. random phone call right? and I haven't I,
1: talked to her for years so, Yeah. so
0: Tommy, first of all I know we women are very judgmental so let that clear the air I know all of us do it and not always for the wrong reasons like remember Brandy had walked in one time I walked into one of the classes she was at and it, she thinks she's a badass bitch and I'm like what the f- who the hell does she think she is I'm like whatever I'd asked her for some bumper plates. She literally doesn't remember the story. I do because that was the first time she ever well, left let the market. You when
1: you're done, what I and,
0: remember you <laughs> going And <ahead>. then she's <laughs> like, and I was like, and she's like, I was like, oh, I'll get those for you. And she's like, okay. And I was like, oh, what's your problem? Right. Fast forward. Then I I started talking to this little boy who we were talking about Super Mario and zelda and it turns out to be her son (laughs) so i'm like oh she isn't that bad right because ethan's the homie (laughs) but then i get the random phone call because i had made the breast cancer shirts for their comp her and her two friends had who she was friends with one of my really good friends at the time but anyway so then she calls me and she's like can you do shirts and i'm like for what well then it was like powerhouse was originally the name right yeah and i still have the original thing too when i was looking at it the other day but so then we ended up, she was, like, calls me again. She's like, okay, well, I'll let you know if we get the affiliate. And then, you know, she calls me with fight for it back. After I don't know how many down she had to reapply for names. but 40, 40 emails, oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> and then uh, it was like, okay, well, can you have this many shirts done by this date? I was like, oh, by the <laughs> 22nd? <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> I started sending her armpits. I was like, if you know me, I'm like i'm mexican right so like we work hard not to put shame to anybody else but i mean when she told me i was like oh i gotta pull up you know roll up my sleeves and i got them done but it was just like she was like boom 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 it was like go 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 from the (laughs) get-go but um yeah now you're here and it's like i don't know how many apparel shirts we've been through already (laughs) so you have a decked out all time. I don't even know.
1: I lost count. My, my memory from you is I was always watching your ass run by me. I was like, this? <laughs> there she goes running with her knee sleeves on. Oh, like all the There time. she goes. Gosh, dang it. There she goes again. Because you know, I'm not saying, a runner. Oh, yeah. We, I like to run. I'm Speedy yeah. Gonzalez, for those of you listening. <laughs> so then, yeah, FFI was born. Yeah, and, like, now you. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Yeah, but it's like. the The thing is, is how I called you with the shirts. That's legit how I called Brian. Oh my! God. I texted him. Oh, I Brian. said, Hey Brian, I'm leaving and I'm doing my own thing. He's like, Oh, I'll see you tomorrow at Starbucks at this time. So we met and that's it. <laughs> well, he's the
0: other main coach at FFI, but you know, it's like really one big family there, but you know, I, I could see you now, like you could, You know, from the photos you've posted and, you know, from what you tell everybody, because, you know, you will, you'll hear stories as an owner and people like to do the pity party, let's be honest, or like the victim mentality. But, you know, you always make sure, you know, like, hey, I was there once too. Look at me. I might not have six pack abs, but they're in there somewhere. uh, They're in there, (laughs) but that doesn't matter. Like, that's not, if, you know, and and it's funny because I think, you know, some of them will get a little bit like meep, meep, meep. because you really care. Like, if you don't show up, you want to know, like, it's not, they're already paid for the month. But the thing is, like, hey, like, you know, their goals, you know, mm-hmm. their background stories. You know, it's more of a, it's really is family oriented there at, you know, at the box. But, you know, you, and you're like, 6 a.m. comes, well, why are you not here? And, you know, when I used to get the text, I'm like, oh my God. Yep. Lily, hey. and <laughs> not really. I just want to sleep in, but, you know, you, you care about everybody, you know, and I feel like that goes along much more than just being a trainer. That's like, I feel like you've implemented what you've been through, what, you know, how it 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 goes further back to like your childhood and how your dad wasn't always there, but you've learned to be nurturing and you want to nurture other people and you want them to be better. Like you don't want them to feel like you did. And you have these younger people that come in the box that are, you know, haven't made it to 18 yet. And and you want to be a guide for them and, and lead them and show them the way in the right path versus, because I know if I had crossed it, then if you had, maybe we would have turned out a little bit different, but I mean, no, really. and, And, but, and that's okay to say because we've accepted our past. Mm-hmm. We're, we're okay with it. We've accepted like, this is how, you know, this is where we are now. And, and this is who we are today, but we're stronger because of it. And, and, you know, we're damn good women because of it. But like, you know, I hope that you see, you really start to under, you see, I know you're, you're so humbled. And my dad always tells me that too, like, always oh, stay humble. He still wears, clothing from like the nineties, eighties. I saw the same t-shirts. My mom had like my, she legit has to go through his closet and throw <laughs> shit away. But, um, to always stay humble and rooted in your roots, you know, your mom has always taught you that. And, you know, she's a shining example, but you know, and, and you keep fighting, you keep changing lives and, and you, you know, you implement the, you know, and I, I honestly fight for it, it's great. Cause it's like, you you fought to be where you're at today. You could have easily said, the drug addiction runs in my family. You, I might as well do drugs. You know, the, I could be an alcoholic. You know, my mm-hmm. dad too was, you know, did drugs and alcohol. So that's perfect for me. Mm-hmm. But you know, you're, you, yes, you had a mom, but it's sometimes it's so much easier to go gravitate towards the negative example because the positive example might be too much work. You know, you have yeah. to put too much into it. I agree. But here you are today. And like, I hope, You start really and like again, you're humble, but to start to really see like you are changing. Yes, you're one person, but how many times have I said it's a domino effect? It's not just with me like trying to share my scars and my stretch marks and my lives. It's goes further than just scars on your body and what you look like. It's like you're changing lives every day, like you're making people believe in themselves again, loving themselves. And that's a big one because we walk around so many people with the shield and armor and self-loathing and you could see it. You could see, I'm sure you see it when you walk in, you're like, they have a story like they're not doing good. And like the shrug and like I walk in and I, you know, the, the times I pop in, you know, I got
1: to get dragged, which is going to be uh, more often here (laughs) shortly, but
0: (laughs) you know, you you see them and they've changed. Like they're confident in themselves and, and that is beautiful. And I think as women too, like, Changing another woman's life for the better is damn empowering to be part of that journey because yes, they have to do it themselves, but to give them that nudge sometimes they need, it's beautiful and you do, you're constantly doing it. Mandy was a beautiful testimony, you know, Lexi's another testimony because a lot of people just think she's the skinny girl and what what are you eating? Like, oh, I want to be like you, but in reality, she had to work to where she's at today because she was like, she was skinny bone Jones, you know, like little and I say that because that's my sister-in-law, okay? I'm not saying I remember the little baby dumbbells. Yeah. yeah, I know. And, like, you see Mandy and, like, oh, man, like, what she's doing now. But, like, and it's not just them. It's everybody mm-hmm. in general. Like, there's a lot of women there that you, and I know personally, too, and their stories, but just broken inside and feel like they're never good enough. But to be, a t- like, help the, their testimony and, like, yeah. be a shining example. And here you are and, you know, you're just, you're changing lives regardless of what, someone had to tell you and try to change your belief system of yourself and that didn't work. Thank God. You know, and now you're here and it's like, well, who's next? Like who's next in line? Whose life can I change next? If
1: you want accountability, you know, FFI is a place to be. Yeah.
0: and, and, and Like
1: I'm I'm not going to sit here and let somebody not show up for a week. And I'll be like, mm, what's up? She
0: does. She, she, she'll text you. And and, and and I know as adults, a lot of people are like, I'm an adult. I could do whatever I want. But, but we need like, that. I yeah. need that.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I. That's why my husband started going and working out with me because running the business got a lot. Right. Yeah. It, I was losing making time for myself between being now a teacher at home. Right. right. The last year and, yeah. and things like that. And he was like, "Well, let's go together." So it's kind of it, everybody needs. It's, you need something, right? right. And um, I don't. I don't hold people accountable to be a bitch about it. Right. You know what I mean? It is. Uh, they thank me later. Yeah, usually, you know what I mean. Yeah. I and I can say that every member I have there, even the newer ones, I, I, I know their, I know what family they have. I know if they have kids. Like I almost know their work schedule. I know everybody's bill date, like because I right. do it my. It, I have invested myself yeah. into making FFI. Yeah, you're the core. A, a good yeah, place, but you want
0: it. Yeah, you're 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 the and leading example. We've had
1: some examples where we probably shouldn't still be open. Yeah. Right. Right. Like the fire six months in. Yeah. Right. This the, how are you going to file an insurance claim? You've only been open six months. Right. (laughs) You must've did it. You know, and then 2020 hit and you're like, Oh my gosh. Right. Um, and I had a core of people that just did not want to lose their FFI home and they made sure during that shutdown that we weren't shutting down. Yeah, no, even if there were the building across the... And then I started, like, training people at home. Mm. And, like, it was a... Yeah. The very 90. uncharted territories 2020 was. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, <clears throat> for those of you listening, like, oh, the biggest takeaway, like, you know, it's okay to be vulnerable. You know, stop that victim mentality. Stop, you know, questioning yourself. Why, why me? Start to ask yourself, how am I going to do this? What can I do? What can I change? And vulnerability too, or, you know, like, it's okay to let do let down your shield. Look, in this life, we're going to be disappointed over and over again. It's just human nature to disappoint one another. It's going to happen. But you know what? It, opening up makes you feel naked, but it also encourages somebody else to do the same thing. And like, you know, when we see somebody vulnerable, you know, like you coming on here, you know, hopefully somebody that can relate that either goes to the gym or somebody, you know, out, you know, just hearing this podcast is like, man, like I had a parent like that too. And it it might've been embarrassing for others to hear, but I could talk about this now. Like, it's okay. I'm not the only one. And I feel sometimes we so, we stick ourselves in that hole in the back of our head in that box. Oh, nobody else has that like kind of lifestyle. Nobody else went through that stuff. No, but I wasn't the single mom and two different dads and mm-hmm. like, you know, like, Oh, I have, you know, a, a, a son that has a disability, like, you know, instead of like questioning over and over, tell yourself how are you going to be better? Be vulnerable. It's okay. It's okay. You're going to make a difference. Rather than comparing yourself to somebody else's life and trying to achieve these impossible, you know, well, almost to impossible standards that society has set forth for us. You know, it's okay. I know vulnerability equals uncertainty, but you're able to change lives. And I, and I see it through Brandy. I see it through the people who are now at the gym that, that are, you know, a reflection of what she's built there. But, you know, when you see someone who's vulnerable and who's, who's taking a leap and change their belief system and like, doesn't allow the limiting of beliefs of other people to impact their life, you know, if we think about it, we sit back and we're like, man, that's amazing. That's amazing that I want to be like them. You could be like that person, right? We can be like that person. We're just holding, we're, we just hold ourselves back. Cause what does that person have that we don't we're, we're all equal, all with different stories, but stories that align and we can all relate at some point in our lives. So it's like, if you take away anything, stop that victim mentality, Get vulnerable. you're going you have the ability to change lives and stop believing what society or other people have for you. Stop questioning, are, are am i am I enough? Am I pretty enough if I'm fit enough? Am I skinny enough? am I enough, enough enough? enough, enough, enough enough. You know, we say it over and over. But stop questioning. Start to answer those questions yourself, and how are you going to get over that hump? What are you gonna to do today that's gonna to make a difference in your life tomorrow? So, if you have anything else to say, you know, anything else you want to share? anything else you want to tell our listeners? um she will be sharing this week's quote, but before you even share yeah. a quote, if you just want to like whatever you whatever you feel, it's on your heart. What do I feel? What do I feel?
1: Um I was super nervous about coming. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't that bad, but I was super nervous um I don't know why because I'm just me. I get up and do what needs to get done every day. Um I write some killer workouts to make people sore for days. I don't know. I I guess I just didn't realize the impact that I'm having. Um especially a lot lately I've been getting a lot of messages from from members just thanking for for certain things. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Um Especially 2020, a lot of people have started thinking less than themselves. Right. Yeah. Um, have gotten engulfed by the whole mental aspects, whether it's anxiety or depression or uh, there's a whole list of things. Right. right. Um, a lot of people, everyone has been affected by it in one way or the other. Right. right. Um, and just being able to prove that fitness can help with all that. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't care if you're depressed, show up. Yeah. Right. Cause, cause it helps, right? right. It helps. Um, More and more, I just believe that the whole fitness aspect, I don't care how fast you move. I don't care how much weight you move around. I don't care if you have weight at all. Just come and move, right? Right. Um, And I see it a lot in our younger generation. And it's just, it's heartbreaking for me that they're not having their sports, right? They don't have their things. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm just me. And this was total payback, right? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. Kind (laughs) of. A little. Um, <laughs> no, it,
0: it, it, you know it's it's real women and real stories and you know hoping to make an impact because it is a domino effect i mean who would have thought that first of all who would have thought i would ever wear shorts right and let alone uh
1: yeah with your long sleeves and your long pants yeah, and your, she, yeah.
0: Can te- she can tell she can yeah other than kim my sister she's the second and only person that can attest to that Cause
1: I would, I would long, long pants with high socks, um, <laughs> long shirt with a long pullover over it and a thick ass, like headband around your head. Yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> and knee sleeves over the long pants, wrist wraps like the whole nine. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like I told you the
0: other <laughs> day, I said, you gotta just think like, I mean, who would th- it, it took one photo, right? The stretch mark photo, but it's little things like that. It's like, who are the people that make a difference? It's not the, filtered photoshop girls it's the everyday women the everyday moms the everyday men the everyday dads what, whatever the everyday real people that have can make a lasting impact in each other's lives because you know yeah you can read in a magazine you could see it online can, but it's not the same when you when you come across someone that's real authentic self that show up and hey it's five o'clock i'm in a grumpy mood mm-hmm. but i'm still here to train you <laughs> That's for damn but, sure. You know, I'm here for you, you know, and, and, you know, so, you know, that's the only way we can, we could do it. I mean, and as, as women, you know, to come together and I, I was telling this to my hairdresser today because I do feel like a boss, badass bitch today with my short hair. But, yeah. It um, looks
1: super cute by the way. But you know, I was <laughs> <telling> <laughs> I'm almost her, was tempted like, to cut mine off. Like that's how cute it looks. But I
0: was <laughs> telling her, like if women, were just happy and acknowledge each other and less judgmental. We can change the world. So like, you know, people like you and I coming together and talking, like, you know, we're comfortable in our own sense. We, we show up authentic. We don't apologize for being unapologetic, you know, so unapologetically ourselves. And that's, that's what makes an impact. So like, yeah, you make an impact because you're authentic. You're yourself. You don't need to walk this fine line of like, this is how I should be. And like, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, you're yourself. And I, and I, and I really, I really believe that's what changes the world. You know, that's, that's what makes the lasting impact that can take someone from a body dysmorphia mindset, a suicide mindset and say, Hey, I'm worth living. Like I, you know, sh- she did it too. Um, you know, so like, that's why it's, I, I think it's so impactful to share our stories and you know, we, if we come together and we're just stronger together, we are,
1: we're stronger together. So I know it's still one of my favorite things is it's okay to not be okay. That's still yes. one of my favorite things you ever yes. said. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah. It's okay to go sit in the shower and cry for it. Cause yeah. you just need to cry it out. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're any less of a person. Right. Just means you're stronger. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's okay. It's, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and be vulnerable. It yes. is. It is an admiring quality. Yeah.
0: I mean, it changes more lives than I think people, some people believe, you know, like, oh, I'm vulnerable. Here I am, but I'm (laughs) naked. But you know what? (laughs) It, someone out there is going to see that. Yeah. And hear this and say, man, I've been contemplating for months, for years now that I wanted to be a trainer, but I don't, I, I felt like the need that I had to look a certain way. Mm-mm. Well, hearing this, you could do it. Yeah. What's stopping you? Stop, stop listening to what so-and-so said and go after it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, believe in yourself, love yourself, and just don't give a rat's ass what anyone thinks about you.
1: Like legit, it doesn't matter what you have, how much you have, what you look like. It it doesn't, it it doesn't matter. Right. So be comfortable in your skin. Own it. Yeah. Own that shit. Yeah. Just dance free. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about all that, but, you know, <laughs> but those those days are over yeah, with. No.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, you know, just it's okay to be okay. Not to it's okay not to be okay. It really is. It really is. Yeah. So anything else? Any any quotes? You wanted to I about? I got a short and sweet quote. Okay. Yeah.
1: So she's just, gonna read the quote. So I don't mess it up. We know what we are, but know not what we may be. William Shakespeare. That's pretty deep. Mm -hmm. That's like really deep. This one, this one, it it hit me the other day and I saved it. Not even really for this, but just saved it because I was like, dude, that's good. Right?
0: That's like, I heard a quote the other day and it was like, we what was it? I don't want to butcher it.
1: <laughs> That's why I made sure I had We can't
0: choose who we surround ourselves with, but we could choose who we surround ourselves with. Well, yeah. And it's like what? Like first I was like, <laughs> "Wait, what? <laughs> did I did I hear it? Did I read it right?" And I was like, "Wait, yeah, like I you know, cuz we're the only ones in control of our of our lives." I mean, if you hand it off to somebody else and, you know, they too little times we, you know, like our party days or, you know, letting those, you know, trying to fit in or trying to find our place. We allow somebody else to grab the reins. When in reality, we've always been the author from the get go. We just have to take control of the pencil or the typewriter, however you want to speak in metaphor. (laughs) Yeah. So, oh, I didn't want, I forgot. Last but not least. Happy anniversary to fight for it. CrossFit. Thank you. It's been an honor to make your apparel, even though every day I'm like, maybe she'll call me. She'll ask me if some i mean, tell me that somebody else is making it. (laughs) (laughs) Ah,
1: Nope. Sorry. You're stuck with it. (laughs) I mean,
0: um, no, it is, it, It it's, it's an, it's been an honor to see your journey, to see your growth, to see what you've been able to overcome and just see everybody there. And like, I, you know, the strength others have gained and you have gained and just seeing you comfortable in your own skin. And like in the beginning it was like, I see I've seen you grow and I, I can legitimately say that I've seen you from day one. And yeah, I might've been 2020 was weird in general. Cause we were like going strong until March and it was like, I got to close the
1: doors. It but, was like rug ripped yeah, right out from underneath. And you. now we're
0: back. But I'm like, first of all, Any of you newbies, I'm still an OG. I don't care what anyone has to say. All right? I'll make holes in your nipple apparel if I have to or your armpits. Could you imagine? (laughs) But, um, no, it's it's an honor, and and I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful to, you know, be able to still make the apparel and just to see and just to be involved. And, you know, so congratulations to you. You know, keep that, uh, you know, just that rawness, authentic, and to keep, you know, pushing down the door and changing what society has set forth, what what the fitness industry has to look like. Um, and just, you know, keep moving mountains, keep making a difference in people's lives. So I thank you for being on today and for sharing a little bit more insight, because I feel like a little bit, people have to know why sometimes, some, why somebody's so tough, so grounded, so like, You know, sometimes you got to peel back and see (laughs) why, but you know, it's all because out of goodness of your heart, out of the kindness, you're not doing it because you're trying to antagonize or hurt somebody. No, you're really trying for them to be their best self. So. I am. And thank you for having me. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Um, so we ended with the quote, um, I just want to let you guys know again, let me throw some discount codes at you guys because I didn't last week, but they will be in the if you scroll down on the actual podcast, like the information, the synopsis, they all, all are there, all the discount codes. But grips. Um, save your hands, do yourself a favor, stop tearing. I haven't torn in months. Get yourself a pair of Wadden Duns. Save at checkout using Treasures 10. I promise you, you won't regret it. And also, coming with you with one of the world's best apparel companies for fitness, Born Primitive. They do make sure you go honor your hero. Now, your hero does not have to be a nurse, a doctor it could be any type of female woman. It could, you know, if you're listening to this, you're at FFI, you can even nominate Brandy as your hero. So you can nominate everybody. There is still time. So it's until the end, the end of February. So go get, make sure you go online and nominate your hero, but also shop their apparel line. You could save at checkout using Fitmama 10. Um, If you're looking to replace your apple cider vinegar, shot, which I, I love apple cider vinegar by itself, but uh, if you're looking for some good gummies to replace with, go to Goldie, and you can save with treasures underscore, Lincolns underscore treasures, and make sure to give some love to the Brute Force community. Follow them at you Are Brute Force, and also grab yourself a sandbag if you have not already, if you got some pinup progression, or you're just looking for some different movements to do to incorporate in your fitness routine, grab a sandbag. I kid you not. They are the best and they are USA made. Um, so thank you again for tuning in. Thank you again for your love and support. And I cannot wait to chat with you guys next week and stay tuned for this Sunday. Cause we're dropping something new for the self-love effect. Love you guys. Bye.